on the left side. Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot. At overtime, Hero against Montreal. Sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shea Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Box Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. On location, Finley Volkswagen in Henderson, hour number two of the program. Get some tickets available to the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tomorrow night. Just pop by, and you have a chance to win. Uh, right out of the gate in hour number two, we bring in the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. He is Pete DeBoer. He runs practice today. He flies to Phoenix, and now he's uh, unpacking and getting set, and then you got to finish up your day talking to me. What, what a treat this is for you. Anything for you, Darren. You know that. <laughs> People think we're fighting, though, because we're taking jabs at each other. We're, we're not fighting, are we? No. You, we, you know, that wouldn't be pretty if, if you and I ended up <laughs> That's the most accurate thing you've ever said. And that, that's true, and it's not good for me. Um, so give me an idea of, of what you've gone through this month with the stops and starts, but you've had a, so much more time to practice. Uh, do, you, do you work on things? Do you put new things in, or do you just refine the other stuff? Uh, you know, we're just we're just uh, refining. I think your your game uh, evolves, and you add things as the season goes. So I, I, I shouldn't say that. I think I think uh, you know, every week you're evaluating, adding little tweaks to your foundation, but your foundation stays the same. And uh, you know, it's an opportunity to really reset it and and reset it uh, with uh, guys who have maybe been out for a while. I mean, we haven't had Jack Eichel for very long, and we haven't had him in full practices for very long. He hasn't played our systems very much. So it's an opportunity to do that. Um, you know, White Cloud's missed significant at the time, so it was an opportunity to get him in a real good practice yesterday. Uh, you know, get all three goalies lots of work, uh, because when you're playing, obviously only one of them's in the net. So it gets you a chance to, to get those guys lots of work. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think when I, when I look back at it, uh, you know, it's been a slow month from a game perspective. I think we went into the month, uh, feeling really good about where we were in the standings and, you know, because we weren't playing games and other teams were catching up in games, all of a sudden we're, we're looking up and we're right in the middle of a dog fight here. And, uh, you know, but that's a good thing. I, I think that's where you want to be with 30 games left and what we've gone through and, I think our guys are ready for the stretch run. You know, Pete, when, when you look at kind of the last couple of years, obviously with, with COVID and how things have changed, how the seasons have looked different, timing's been different, like how, how has that kind of adjusted or, or affected you as a coach? Like how have you grown as a coach through kind of navigating these unknown waters with, with how COVID has played out in, uh, in the NHL? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you have to learn uh, to, to let go a little bit. I, I think I've said this before, but I think all coaches at the pro level are control freaks. We want to control every situation, uh, you know, the, the travel, the team, the preparation, the systems, 
you know, as much as you possibly can. I think that that's just how we're wired. And so I think uh, COVID, but not just COVID, I think COVID and, and the slew of injuries we face this year, which is unprecedented in my, my time uh, in the league as far as number of man games lost, but also the, the key people we've lost, um, you know, has, has really uh, taught me to uh, – to, uh, you don't have to control everything. And, uh, you know, if you plan on a practice that day and you can't because three guys tested positive or there was five false positives or, you know, a guy uh, came up uh, injured from the night before, uh, that it's okay. You get creative and you find other ways to prepare your team. So you're more calm, looser, more casual? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about casual. I, I don't know if that's a, that's a word that uh, NHL coaches throw around oh, a lot uh, in describing each other. But um, you know, I, I, I think I think definitely uh, uh, a little looser um, on on how we're getting to the next game, and uh, I think uh, that hasn't been a bad thing. I think uh, you know we've put in a lot of young players from Henderson. Um, you know, really, guys, not, not unprepared, but but they've come up and and uh, you know they, they don't know all the intricacies of how we want to play and all the face-off assignments and coverages. Uh, they have a general understanding because Manny does a great job down there and and runs similar stuff, but it's never exactly the same. Um, and and you know, those guys have all come up and and they've found a way to contribute, done a great job without you know, us having to overcoach them because we haven't had the chance to. So, you know, that's uh, that's been a good thing. You know, Pete, I, I wanted to, to kind of bring up Brett Howden in this spot because when you, you look at Brett in, in the context of this season, he's having a fantastic year, eight goals, 18 points. What is, what is it about Brett that, that, you know, allowed him to kind of step into that role with this club and contribute on a nightly basis? Well, Brett has uh, really good tools. Uh, he's a good skater. He's a he's a good size kid. He's got a good work ethic, uh, and he's smart. Um, you know, I think if you'd asked me three weeks into the season, you know, he there was there was nights he looked like uh, he wouldn't be able to contribute regularly for us, and then you know he got a hang of the systems and and he started to to not overthink situations and and play and play. W- you know, with with his instincts, but also within our structure, and you know, it became seamless. I think it's like any team. You know, you implement your systems, and it takes a while before you're you're comfortable in them. We're going through a little bit of that right now with putting new people in the lineup. But it took him a couple months. But once he got uh, rolling and, and stopped thinking and, and just started playing within. Uh, uh, the system of how we wanted to play. He's, he's been very effective every night, and every night we give him a little bit more. What have you liked about Jack's game? Uh, wow, well, um, you know, I, you've been at practice. You know, the 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 skill just pops off the the ice sheet at you. You know, the way he explodes when he takes off, and his speed, and his skill, and and it's almost like he gets faster. Uh, with the puck uh, than he is without it. So, I mean, all those things. What what I like the most is every game he's gotten better and more comfortable. And I thought in San Jose, 
you know, he was dominant. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, the first game of the three or four that he's played that I thought he really looked, started to look comfortable and hopefully he can just keep building on that. We'll wrap it up this way. If you win tomorrow, it's 500 victories as a national hockey league head coach. Um, do you, do you acknowledge those milestones or are you in the middle of it and you just kind of move through the, through the day? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I, I don't think we we would, you know, I, I typically haven't acknowledged them. Uh, you know, I think I got a plaque for 400. Uh, you know, you just kind of keep moving and, and you're on to, to what you're doing next. You know, 500 wins is a really special number, yeah. you know, especially for, for someone uh, – that traveled the path I did to the NHL and, you know, didn't know if I'd get an opportunity to coach one game, never mind win 500 and, you know, potentially coach a thousand uh, this year. So uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll acknowledge it in my own way a little bit, but uh, you know, we've got a big game on Saturday night. That's going to take precedent. Right. Who do you get the plaque from? I didn't know that you got plaques. Do you, do you get yeah, one for they, they, The NHL uh, acknowledged, uh, I believe. Well, I'm actually. I'm not sure. It was 400 wins or 750 games? So oh, okay. I, that's all. <laughs> I'm not sure. I <laughs> yeah, that, that, that answers my question right there. <laughs> uh, enjoy your night uh, and uh, good right. luck uh, going the next couple of days. And uh, really looking forward to that milestone and the, the thousand games uh, coming up later in the season. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. <laughs> There's Pete DeBoer, a good buddy, uh, hanging out in Arizona tonight uh, as he, he will coach his 1,000th game mm-hmm. later on this season. And I, I think those are both very much in the same category. 1,000 games is we know what the players get, the silver stick, uh, so forth. Uh, coaches, I think it's more difficult for a coach to get to a 1,000. There's only 32 jobs now. Yep. There, were, there wasn't 32 jobs when he broke into the league. And to get to a to a thousand games is, I would almost put it as more significant than five hundred wins. If if you get to a thousand games, you're going to have five hundred wins. Sure. It just if you if you have two hundred wins, you're you're not getting to a thousand thousand games, coach. So, uh, but this that that round number of five hundred victories mm-hmm. uh, is almost sexier. Sure. I, I mean, they're they're mutually exclu- exclusive, as you brought up. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's interesting, kind of the the thought that you know you, you got a plaque and you're not sure if it's 400 wins or 750 games. I think that kind of gives you a really clear insight into uh, the mind of of a head coach that's in the middle of an 82 game season. Like, it, the, the only thing that really matters at this point for head coach Pete DeBoer is the next game and and certainly getting a win, getting two points, not because it's 500, but simply because that's what his team needs to progress forward toward the playoffs. So um, I I, I thought that was that was as as perfect a response as you're going to get from a coach in in the heat of an 82 game season. The Jack conversation, the dominant. And there was those (laughs) moments where he was dominant. Mm -hmm. Uh, The part that that keeps coming up with people is his speed and his speed with the puck. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he doesn't look like he's trying to go super fast, and uh, that that's probably the biggest surprise to people being able to watch Jack up close uh, for the first time is how smooth and efficient he is. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost seems effortless, right? And and I think that 
that that's a tactical advantage for Jack because there are moments, I think, within a game where if you're defending Jack Eichel, you think that he is just kind of coasting, and all of a sudden he's by you. All of a sudden he's by you, but he's by you with the puck, and he's making high-level plays with the puck on his stick. And I think that there's, there's something to be said about his ability to generate speed when it doesn't look like he's generating speed. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really, I think, what opens up a lot for him in, in his offensive game and, and you know, getting better every game. I think that, that it goes without saying we've seen the progression from that first game against Colorado to where he was and the plays he was making against San Jose, uh, zero points, one point, two point. Like, it, it's just a natural, seamless progression. It feels game in, game out for Jack Eichel right now. So he'll be a different player against Colorado on Saturday than he was the first time against the Avalanche. Yeah. And I wonder, like, just tomorrow night with the way these teams are and we know what happened the last time, uh, we know that Vegas is is coming off a layoff, is is going to be wanting to be dialed in and really uh, cross all the the T's and dot all the I's. It's kind of set up for a big night for Jack. And, I, and I've been out there a couple of times talking about big nights for Jack and big performances. <laughs> I wonder whether I'm going to hit the, the bingo tomorrow night. Well, my question is, like, are you going to keep going back to the well until it happens? Yes. So every day, every game. Every single day. Okay. I'm well, think- and, I, and I think the, the San Jose game, Yeah. I think I should get credit for that, for nailing that. Um, sure. I mean, like, you got to ask Mike. If, mm-hmm. if you get credit Mike and for I, it. Mike and I talked yesterday. We're on good terms. Did, did I wished him you, a happy birthday. Did he give you credit for it or no? Uh, well, we were too busy talking about his birthday party. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I see how you work. You you butter him up. Totally. Happy birthday. Try to get him to forget about it. I, listen, there's going to be at some point, I think, the, the at some point the rest of the season, there's going to be a game where Jack Eichel has a Jack Eichel game. I don't know if it's going to be against Arizona. I don't know if it's going to happen sometime mid-March. I don't know. But there's going to be a game or, or a period or whatever where Jack goes off because he's just too good of a player not to have that game. He's too good of a player and progressing in, in a manner in which I think is a bit faster than I expected him to. Um, it's going to happen. And whether or not you're, you hit that or not, it, it still doesn't take away from the fact that Jack is, a, is capable of quite frankly going out there and dominating a game. Mm-hmm. And you, you've seen every game for the Golden Knights, three or four more plays per game where he has done something fantastic. And you know what you saw, though, in, in San Jose that you didn't see in the other games? Multiple shots. Yeah. And, it, and, that, and, and he's, he's sort of – he likes to think of himself as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. But that first period against San Jose, multiple shots for the first time in a game, and he had it in the period – and I think that that is the biggest indicator that he's ready to go off. And he's going to have to balance that, right? Like he's going to have to figure out what that 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 perfect relationship is going to be between how many shots he's taking, what he's trying to do, and setting up his team, his line mates. Um, but you know, the other thing that that we we don't talk about, I think, enough with Jack is responsible plays in the third period. Like this isn't a guy that's out there hunting for more points or anything like that. He wants to win hockey games, and I think that you're going to see a little bit more from Jack on the defensive side of the puck. Back checks, hard back checks in key situations. Those are there for Jack Eichel right now, too, and, and those, to me, are almost as important as what he's able to do offensively. Oh, not even close. Oh, it is. No way. It is. Not even no, close. No, 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 it is. I want the points. With this, with this team, it's going to be important that he is 
back-checking, that he is making responsible plays with the puck when the team is up late in a, in a, in a game. It's absolutely going to be important. It's going to be vital for this team. Win 6-4. Okay. You should, tell, you should tell Pete Points. that in oh, the we playoffs. Oh, we didn't have enough time. Oh, okay. Yeah, That was my bring, next question. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Next time you bring him on, lead off with that. Lead off I, with that. Hey, coach, listen, I got to ask you. I want to see the points. Are you good if you win six to four in the playoffs? I want to see the points. Well, he'll, and, he'll and, be good if he wins. And, I get and, it. And, that's a, it's it's but, an unfortunate way to phrase it, but I guess. But the, uh, the, uh, the progress in the offensive game is, has been noticeable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, at now a chance. It plays three games in five days. Chance to catch his breath and come back. This is going to be fun to, to watch. And I don't know whether he goes off against a bad team tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know whether that bad team plays one of its surprise games, which we've we've watched at at times this year, where they've jumped up and shocked people. But uh, I think this is a, an opportunity to uh, now that he's got his feet underneath him uh, to to not just be part of the supporting cast right now and working his way into it. There's there's going to be that stretch where he's going to put this team on his back. Well, he has to, right? Like, in, in the absence of Mark Stone, you're going to need your best player to be your best player. And that right now is Jack Eichel. And that's Jack Eichel after only three games in 11 months, right? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I, I have a take for you. Uh, and it's not to suggest that I don't think he's going to have a good game against Arizona because I think he will. I am saying Jack Eichel's game, the, the one where mm, he is statement un- game? Yeah. unequivocally the best player on the ice. It's going to be against Colorado. The arrival game. It's we'll call to, it that. It's going to be against Colorado. It, mm-hmm. it is. I, I don't think that. Like that idea. After after all that build up, eleven months to get shut out in his debut, I think for a player that's as a, as competitive as Jack is, that's not going to sit particularly well. So he's going to come back and he's going to want to make a statement in that game against the Avalanche on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Uh, let's bring in Chapman. Chapman, uh, I didn't get a chance to to bring you in. Uh, to ask a question at the end. I know that you wanted to ask a question at the end. Uh, what was going to be your question? Well, I, I, I'll just save it for next time. No, no, no. Okay. So it can't be that good of a question Well, no, if, I, if you're going to save it for uh, no, no, no. undetermined See, time. I, I, Hold on. Hold on. Did you ask Pete when we hung up with him? Like when when you took him out of out of program no. with us, did you? No, ask Pete him just hung up. Oh. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Well, smart. smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he he knew what was on. You know, I could have asked him before, but yeah, I mean, he he knew what was coming, so he was like, I, I better so get that. So your question here. that you texted me saying, uh, can can you bring me in for a question? <laughs> your question is so important that it survives. Till the next time that Pete's on, which could be in five weeks, it yeah, could be it, in three weeks that are on the trade deadline, or it could be in seven weeks. It it's evergreen. Yes, it, it evergreen is, is, a, is a good way to describe it. it. It's in full bloom year round. So, what is the question? Well, I'm not going to tell you because then then you know it's why it, it kind of loses its luster. It loses. It there's it there's, there's, there's lose no luster. luster. There's no luster. Well, Chapman, yes. Listen. This is, this is probably the only time you're going to get to ask the question because the next time Pete's on, you're going to send us a text asking if you can ask a question, and Darren's going to forget. Yep. Well, I, I mean, the, the thing is, if, if, if I tell you now, then it becomes completely irrelevant the next time he's on because 
you already know what's coming. I, I kind of like excluding to, you're excluding the audience right yeah. now. And I, that's I something like to, we don't do in talk. Radio. I like to I like to throw surprises. I'm I'm like the Riddler in in Batman. Oh, you know what man. tells me tells me that you've had second thoughts. And no, the no, 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 no. Believe me, you, does it you, involve hockey? No. Well, See, sort of, sort of, sort of. Actually, actually, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to shape it in a way where it did involve hockey. Yes. Ask us the question, Chapman. Let me answer it for Pete. Okay, let's do it. Let's do a trial run here. <laughs> I'm Pete. You're gonna ask this this mysterious question. So I'll count you in. Three, two, one, go. I'm not gonna do it. I I, I can't ask you the question for Pete. You're not playing along. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Here we go. I, I will Come play on. along. Okay. All right, Pete. I know that you coached in New Jersey, and and I'm sure you don't know, but I grew up a big New Jersey Devils fan. So I was I was a fan of Pete before it was cool to be a fan of Pete living in Vegas. Uh huh. But um, you know, is was when you were living in New Jersey, was there maybe? When the family was in town or you were going to celebrate a big win like a Eastern Conference final victory over the New York Rangers, was there a restaurant that you would go to celebrate in North Jersey? This is why. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. question. Yes, there was. Yes. Went to uh, uh, Capos. Uh, and uh, it, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, There's a great experience, and the food is amazing, and we love it. We, we enjoyed it. And uh, from now on, can you ask Millard to not allow you to ask questions? I don't think he would say I think he would laugh because we, we know he has a good sense of humor. I think he would throw in some kind of funny comment about coaching New Jersey because he, he, he tends to have, a like we said, a very See, good sense of humor. This is why I don't allow you to ask questions. Listen, my questions are, are groundbreaking this way, if any if any Golden Knight fans Wait, travel to Chad, New Jersey for, for the game next season at Prudential Center, they can go to Pete DeBoer's favorite restaurant in New Jersey. Well, Capos is, is here. I just No, I know. You just you, made that up. Capos is good, by the way. Oh, no. Capos. I was there last night. It I like Capos. It's good. Yeah. Free you plug. Think that that's groundbreaking, Chapman? Well, I, I, I like to... where his favorite restaurant in New Jersey is? Well, I mean, you, you know, there was something else that, that we I, I could have asked breaking. him. I don't know whether it's on the ground like, or not, but you know, it's broken. A couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that he tries to get up for every single game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm always curious how coaches get up for games as opposed to players, right? Like players, they do things well, that— it's, it's just excited. They get excited. Yeah, but like, does, he have a, does he have a special routine? Like, well, do, does he listen to, like, maybe he's listening to Sinatra in the car, or maybe he listens not, to, like, some rock music no, on, on the way to the game? He's Spot. He's, they're, they're chatting hockey. Oh, they their carpool. Kids, their respective kids. They're they're doing that. This this just secures it. Are we all in agreement here? I yep. think I think the audience wants me to ask questions like that. All right. Okay, that's fine. I'll I'll put up a poll. Should Chris Chapman be allowed to ask questions? I think it will be an overwhelming yes. Okay. Don't well, don't phrase it in a way where there's where there's no yes, like like Chapman. No or hell no or something like that. What, what are you talking about? The the poll is given Chris Chapman's proposed question to Pete DeBoer, should Chapman be allowed to ask questions? Okay. Yes or no? Fair enough. Yeah, you know what? Uh, half the audience goes to NASCAR races just for a crash, too. Would, that, that's, why, that's why I think this audience uh, will vote <laughs> the, yes. You, you, you're, you're, you're really selling our, our fans short, oh, Darren. Oh, boy. You're, you're selling the audience short. You, uh, think, you think they're morbid? 
You said no, you said no. I mean, I, I mean, if anybody <laughs> says if anybody says they want to hear you ask a question, they're they're they want to hear you ask a question for the uh, futility of it. No, what, what you're what you're saying it. is you're saying half of the audience are masochists. They they want to see the car crash. They want to see it. Words in my mouth. Well, you said half the audience goes to NASCAR for this the is car crash. Getting uncomfortable. Which is, <laughs> it's actually true. Don't you watch that big wreck down the back straightaway and lap 300 of 6,000 uh, on that? <laughs> I, uh, I take it you're not a fan of car racing. I actually am. Uh, I do enjoy it. I was watching the 500 the other day, and Darren Elliott walked in and said, you're a car racing fan? I said, no, a little NASCAR. I just don't. Uh, it's one of those uh, things that are uh, sort of under the radar. I, I like watching it because I I don't have to do any work with it. I get to be a fan, <laughs> just a total uh, during the course of it. And I'm, I'm a big uh, the drive to survive. I got into Formula One. Oh yeah, Formula One is awesome through yeah. that documentary. Uh, through it, I so was on the course the, uh, the, in Monaco the going up the other day, uh, and uh, good. Uh, the we've got the pole going up, and you can chime in yourself if you want, Chapman, and uh, we will give people the results. Later on in the program, as we broadcast uh, live from Finley Volkswagen in Henderson. News and notes, one-timers coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Broadcasting from Finley, Volkswagen, and Henderson, the VGK Insider Show, and hour number two, Millard and Wallace. And we'll get to the updated poll involving Chris Chapman in just a little bit. Want to thank Pete DeBoer for popping on. Busy day as they go into a uh, hectic stretch, and uh, he was great uh, before uh, he uh, goes up to dinner and uh, takes some time to join us and talk to you uh, about uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and what's uh, on tap uh, for everybody. It's the one-timer segment. News and notes from around the National Hockey League brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Congratulations. Pekka Rennick had his number 35 retired by the Nashville Predators. First player in the uh, 23-year history of the Predators to have the number retired. Yeah, I mean, I, I big Pecorina guy. I, I thought he, he was just such a solid workhorse for that organization. Uh, great goaltender, really fun to watch. Um, if there's anyone that deserves it, that the, the kind of that that distinction of being the first Predator to have their jersey retired, it is uh, it is certainly Pecorine. Big uh, week for the Nashville Predators, who will play in the Stadium Series game yep. uh, at football field in a couple of days. But Pecco was an eighth round draft choice, eighth round draft choice, and made it and now has uh, that number uh, retired. Not, not sure about uh, Nashville. Like, Nashville's got some decisions to make here. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, Philip Forsberg, I think, is kind of the, the most pressing decision that needs to be made, obviously. Uh, you're looking at a player in the last year of his contract. Is he going to re-up with Nashville? I think that'd probably be the most preferred thing since he's a big part of that. what makes that team go. Uh, but, you know, you keep him. You're in a, a wild card spot right now. If you're the Predators, do you do you kind of use him as as a rental and, and not move on from him and not bring any assets in? In and there's the option, there's the potential that he does not re-sign in the offseason. Those are big questions. That do you think Nashville answer. can win it? 
right now, no. I don't think so. Like, anything can happen. All you need to do, to do is get in. But, like, I, I, I don't think the Nashville Predators are good enough to win 16 playoff games. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't view them through the lens of contender. I just don't. So the chances of making the playoffs are still pretty good. Sure, yeah. Even without Philip Forsberg. Fair. So if you follow that philosophy uh, and just get in, mm -hmm. take your chances, fine. But in the in the big picture, yeah. And this it's hard to do, mm -hmm. especially this organization because they don't do it. David Poyle should trade Philip Forsberg. I agree with you 100. percent I have I have kind of been banging the drum for the Nashville Predators to draw a line in the sand of what they were and what they're going to be. Uh, to me, Philip Forsberg kind of represents that so uh yeah I'm, I'm with you i i don't think they're winning the stanley cup this year if they get in if they have philip forsberg so move on from the player if he's not going to commit to the organization long term they're, they're in a wild card spot but they're also battling minnesota and st louis uh for a playoff spot the cushions three uh, on an actual postseason position boy I, I think I'm I'm trading and getting some assets and making sure you're 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 good down the road. Like listen, they're not paying him what he's gonna want. No. He's gonna be eight and a half, nine. Yeah. On and, a long term deal. And he can get it, so it's within his right to go out and get it. And and like I'm with you. I don't think that the Nashville Predators wanna go there and I don't think they that they should, but you you have to really assess what this team is going into the trade deadline. I don't think if you're David Poyle, you can reasonably talk yourself into believing that you're contenders. I'll throw something at you. Okay. Nashville has the exact same record as Vegas. Okay. Same number of games played, same number of wins, losses, overtime, same point percentage, and we look at them totally different. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, you've got... Jack Eichel for one, yeah, and you've got a bunch of players that should be or you're hoping to be healthy mm -hmm. down the road. But Nashville's record has been impressive. I, I don't know what I expected from them at the start of the year, and they've given me a little bit of everything. But they're a team that could easily win two rounds, and I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Or they could lose in four in the first round, and I wouldn't be surprised. Or they could miss the playoffs altogether, and I wouldn't be surprised. All three of those are reasonable outcome, outcomes. You're absolutely right. Uh, listen, I have, I feel like the Nashville Predators have shown to be a better team this year than I expected that they would be, which is good, positive for Nashville. I just, with with Colorado, with Minnesota, with the Golden Knights, and yeah, I get it. The same, the same record to this point in the season but arguably the Golden Knights have had to deal with a lot more uh, in terms of players out of the lineup in terms of, of not having their full complement of, of players um, I don't view them the same way I just I don't think that they're coming out of the West much less winning if they got to the cup final against anyone that's coming out of the East I just don't see it Tony D'Angelo expected to be at a month for the Carolina Hurricanes injured his midsection love I love the quote from uh, Rod Ritterberg because he's so like he just says it. Yeah. Uh, he'll be out a while. Did something to the midsection. He's going to need uh, some time to rest. Tough blow. I wonder what they do. That'll be a fun team to watch at the trade deadline. I, I mean. Not big spenders. Why? 
I get it. But do it now. Like, if not now, when? Right? Like, if, if you're not going to go... Trade deadline's March 21st. All in at the oh, trade deadline. Mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm saying, okay. if, if not with this team, if not in this situation, when? Because the answer would be never. Like, you're not going to get as, as good of a collection of players as you have right now in Carolina. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's really fair. I, I, the prices are going to be extreme. Sure. Because Florida wants to improve. Tampa wants to tweak their roster. Uh, what's Toronto going to do? What can they do? Sure. There's Carolina. Uh, Boston wants to make a move. Uh, the Rangers, how aggressive will they be? I don't know whether the price is going to be too outlandish for some of these general managers, especially a conservative group like the Carolina Hurricanes are. I get that, but this is a team that's underperformed in the playoffs over the last two seasons. You need to take advantage of a window when you have it, and it's not going to be open forever. So like, you're going to have to take a chance on something and I think this version of this team is a, is a team that you take a chance on. A Devils pounding the Penguins tonight, 5-1. There's a bit of a blip for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They probably ate at uh, Pete's favorite restaurant before they went on their trip. Don't blame Pete for this. Pittsburgh. It's all I'm saying. That's, 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 that's saying that's, this, is Chapman. this is Chapman's. Yep. By the way, I've uh-huh. caught up and surpassed your tricky questions. People it's are, not, it's not people a are catching question, on. Chapman. Everyone's, Chapman. everyone's replying. It, it, you were sneaky. I wasn't sneaky. You just have to read. <laughs> Don't blame me because you didn't read the poll, Chapman. Okay, can we go to the poll? Let's give an update. Uh, what's the poll question? Okay. Given, this is verbatim, given Chapman wanted to ask Pete DeBoer about his favorite restaurant in Jersey, should Darren and I ban Chapman from asking guests questions? Yes or no? Result, what are the results? 50-50. Really? Even split. See, that's that's not a good reflection on you, Chapman. Actually, I think you it is. You win this overwhelming. Considering the way it was worded. Okay. It, it wasn't worded any weird way, yeah, Chapman. No, Chapman, it's not worded in a weird way. Evan, Evan, I, Evan you, says, no, no, no. Ryan, I, I see what you did there. People coming to vote yes, let him ask, and not uh-huh. reading the question all the way through. Yeah, that Except, last part. They here, didn't read that, the question. Here, no, but just, guys, listen to the results. Let the results speak to you. Whether it's weirded, tricky, or not, the results are 50-50. Yeah. yeah. So even if people are fooled, mm-hmm. st- it's still 50-50. So you can't... You can't claim that you're getting extra votes because of the wording it's 50 50 you lose on this chat listen you you voted wrong you I, you 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 voted incorrectly so I I so he tricked you too i just but at the end of the day it's still 50 50 i think uh, if it Carolina. was worded differently i would i would be mopping the floor you might be doing that if you keep asking questions uh carolina it's <laughs> The Metropolitan Division over Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Carolina, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Washington in the Metro. Mm-hmm. Who should make a move and get out in front of the trade deadline? Um, yeah, geez. 
I I would like to say the Florida Panthers, and the only reason I'm going to say Florida is... I didn't even put Florida in there. I'm just talking about the Metro. Oh, in the Metro. Carolina, Jeez. Pittsburgh, Rangers, Washington. Mm, probably the Rangers. Like I, I think if there's a team that wants to take as much time to gel with a new piece that, that comes into into the lineup, I, I, I would I would guess it's it's the New York Rangers. you, you got to build some chemistry there and, and get a player into what Gerard Gallant's going to expect from them yeah, night in and night out. That's an interesting one because... If, if you're an acquisition and you've got to fit into that group, mm-hmm. some groups are easier to fit into than others. Sure. But Pittsburgh, you've got three potential Hall of Famers, two for sure, yeah. but three potential yep. uh, with Chris Letang added in there with Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. Washington, a few Hall of Famers there. Big personalities. Sure. And the Rangers... Kind of know that uh, that that they're structured in a way where there's some big dogs on that team. Yeah. Carolina might be the easiest team to, to slide in there and at, at the last minute and be able to get it done. So I, I would say, well, Pittsburgh's not doing anything. They don't they, have. They they've already emptied the cupboard, and Brian Burke has already said so. Even though he's not the general manager, he's already <laughs> said so, which is strange. Uh, he is. <laughs> the boss of the general manager, uh, technically. Yeah. But the Rangers and Washington, if you're going to get the, the jump on people, that, that might be the team. It's it's an arms race in uh, Florida and Tampa Bay and, and Toronto in that, in that Atlantic, though. So my thought on Florida is if you're going to make a change, if you're going to make an addition, do it sooner rather than later because this team is absolutely dominant so far this year, and there's a winning combination in that locker room. So any change you're going to introduce, you want to give it as much runway to work out in, in in kind of a similar way that it's worked out through 51 games so far. You know, their best acquisition, they really got the jump on the trade deadline this year by acquiring Sam Bennett last yeah. year. Yep. yep. Now that, now he was good. Mm-hmm. He was really good down the stretch uh, last year. But that may make uh, be, the, be the difference maker. Um, are you guys uh, TikTokers? No. No. Not at all? I don't even have it on my phone. Neither do I. Okay. I'm not fun, Darren. No, you. That I shouldn't even have asked you, but I just wanted to be, <laughs> like, ask the question to the group. Uh, so so the NHL's partnered with TikTok. Oh. So exclusive content to showcase players and some uh, top music artists uh, playing at uh, outdoor games, TikTok and the NHL. Now I can justify it. Now I have to because it's my job. You're on I TikTok. To, I have to get. On. Yeah, of course I'm on TikTok. What What do you do on TikTok? I don't do I don't do anything. I just surf it. Oh, you surf TikTok. So yeah. You don't actually do anything. You don't, no, you're my, not contributing in a my daughters way. and I. Oh, I've done one TikTok. Yeah. I think uh, it was something to do with uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, I like wife, that song. Yeah, yeah, we were we were singing that. Hmm. But so is TikTok just like a, a cooler version of Snapchat? Uh, more like Instagram videos. Oh, okay. I would, I would, I would go down that. Like path. a reel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You like? I don't do those either. You can, you can, kill off ninety-five minutes. Really? With a snap of a finger on on TikTok. That's the last thing I need. So is that why you don't read the show notes? <laughs> uh, if you put them on TikTok, I'd probably see them and then just, uh, off we go. Uh, Fair enough. Michael Bunting. Did I miss something in the show notes today? No, 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 no. Okay. No, it's just it's a uh, recurring joke on the show. Uh, okay. Michael Bunting uh, fined 
for diving slash embellishment. $2,000. And this is after he'd already had uh, a warning. So, wow. He's done it a, a couple of times. Rookie in the league. He's still learning, right? It takes time to perfect yeah. it, I guess. Uh, it's under Rule 64, which is designed to bring attention and uh, more seriously penalize players and teams who repeatedly dive and embellish in an attempt to draw penalties. So the first time you get caught, mm -hmm. they flag you. Warning. Yep. Second time, two grand. Then three, four, five. And then the coach at the fifth time mm -hmm. starts getting docked couple of grand that's my favorite one i don't know why i feel this way but somehow i think if darren was an nhl player he would have been fined for embellishment mm, no but i probably get knocked over a couple of times and then you'd sell it a little bit no 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 i think that darren would legitimately get knocked over like anytime oh, he's on, for sure yeah I, I, like i don't i don't think he's going to take any contact and go down easily on purpose he's not going to turtle he's just going to go down easily yeah and just knocked over Pete was pretty confident in his ability to <laughs> to dominate me in a I mean, in a challenge. Like, wasn't he? like, what are you what are you gonna do, Darren? How do you come back from bagged milk? I just I don't know how you do that. <laughs> if you if you missed the conversation with Pete DeBoer, uh, check it out in the podcast. It was a lot of fun, and he was laughing a, a little bit there. Yeah, well, you put him in a good mood. <laughs> uh, Brad Marchand returned uh, to the Boston Bruins lineup mm -hmm. he's gonna play in seattle uh so there's uh that as we uh wrap things up on one timers news and notes from around the national hockey league brought to you by paul powell law more lawyer less fee catching up with chapman oh, just imagine the stories that he's got from his vacation as we broadcast live from findley volkswagen in henderson <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So many things I could talk about today. Uh, first day back in over a week. So I'll just say I, I had a really good time on vacation. It was enjoyable. It was nice to uh, get away for a bit. I basically wasn't around hockey I had no television at the Airbnb where I was staying, so uh, plus it would have all been French television, so I don't know how much I would have understood anyway, but Nice, Subtitles France. Subtitles exist, right? What's that? Subtitles exist. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I I, will say Nice, France, phenomenal. Like, Is it nice? Oh, it's yeah, definitely. Um, and then we, we, we took the uh, a day trip to Monte Carlo, which is only about 30 minutes away by train, and... I have never felt more out of place in any city that I've ever been in in my entire life than I was in Monte Carlo. Like, literally, they could... Uh, I'm calling BS on that. No, they, they, the streets should be paved with gold because every single car you see on, on the road in Monte Carlo is either a Bentley or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or... or I, I saw a Bugatti, which I had never seen in person in my life. Like, I literally have never seen cars. So no Chapstangs, huh? No, Chapstangs, no. Definitely no Chapstangs in, in Monte Carlo. In fact, the Chapstang would probably be the worst car on the road. Uh, and they didn't let me in the casino, by the way, because they, they have a dress code. And I did not uh, 
<laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I had pants on and I had a, a button up shirt, but uh, apparently you need a little bit more to, to go into the casino in Monte Carlo. And so they actually stopped you. Yes. Yes. And you have to pay to go in the casino too. So they stopped you and said, sir. Well, no they, I, I watched them stop someone else. Uh-huh. So I just asked, oh, how come he couldn't go in? They said he wasn't dressed properly. He was dressed nicer than me. So I said, eh. So they didn't stop you. No, no. I, I watched them stop someone else. But yeah, you got to pay. You just assume that they stopped you? I Listen, I was not wearing anything nearly as nice as what this guy was wearing. So if they didn't let him in, there's but no you have way. you a power beard, Chapman. I do, but they Chapman, were. Chapman, no. I have a question for you that's going to have to wait till tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> but it has something to do with your vacation. Okay. So get ready for it. Okay? Oh, I'm sure. All right. You ready? Yes. Talk to you tomorrow.